I'm delighted to say Jason Kwan joins us in the studio. Jason, you're very welcome to the programme. Liam, how's it going? I'm not too bad, and I know you have a keen interest in that evergreen game which is going on at the moment, not going their way. No, a bit of an upset on the Kells Road so far today. Um, I was out at the first half there, there was a bit of a naughty decision from the referee just before the <laughs> half-time sent off the keeper and gave a penalty, so it was their kind of backs up against the wall. That's a polite way of putting it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Jason, you're into us today to talk about all things fitness. And I know we're in the 19th of February now, but those New Year's resolutions are still in place for a lot of people. Other people may just be getting started and they might have they might have failed on their first or second go. So it's never too late to change around your lifestyle and fitness level. Jeez, no, not at all. You can always start, you know. Uh, sometimes you have to actually take the backseat sometimes and rest up a little bit. Mm-hmm. You, know, so you have to listen to your body a little bit more. But yeah, well, often you see people have the New Year's resolutions solutions and you know comes to mid-February and they start going back into their old habits so usually what happens is they kind of cut off everything from their life they stop going out socializing they go to the gym seven days a week and it's just not sustainable for them so they tend to kind of fall off the wagon after a while yeah and before we talk about the the tricks of the trade and how people maybe can make their lifestyles a little bit more sustainable um your own background i mean it's never easy to start a new business you've gone in with this uh, online coaching and in-person coaching as well and really it strikes me looking in from the outside you've combined both a love for reaching out to people and communicating with people and getting people happy as well through fitness yeah, absolutely. I suppose my own background, I was mad into sports um, as a young lad, still am, playing with Evergreen. I used to play with Old Auckland Gales there as well, um, up until about 23 or 4. So in the right parish. So. In the right <laughs> parish, yeah, only across the road. But um, yeah, I suppose that kind of brought me into coaching people. Now, I didn't go down the route of like coaching teams or anything like that. It's more so a one-to-one kind of uh, support and accountability system that I run. And I generally just help people kind of build a body they're really proud of. And then I help them just improve their energy and, and overall confidence. Yeah, and you're helping people because on so many occasions you watch TV shows or you look online and you see people who are out of shape or maybe just feel out of shape and it's not clear to the eye and they're so down in themselves and Mm. they want to find a new person within themselves and like you must get a kick out of trying to bring the best out of people and improving their overall well-being and health. Absolutely, like no, it's a really re- rewarding job at the end of the day. You know, the stories I hear on a day to day basis when people just, for instance, one person has dropped 33 pounds in the last kind of three or four months and they have to buy a completely new wardrobe. They said their energy is like as high as it's ever been and their just overall mental health is, um, you know, on, on top of the world. So for someone to do tell me that and for me to help them achieve that, it's, it's very rewarding at the end of the day. Yeah, and people come to you with all sorts of targets, don't they, to improve their lives? Yeah, absolutely. Like, you know, you, Usually it's like weight loss or fat loss, but once you actually get into it and you understand why you want to drop weight and why you want to actually, um, you know, build the body you're proud of, it's actually a lot more important. You know, people always come to me and they're like, oh, I want to lose two or three stone, but I always ask them, why do you actually want to do that? And how is it going to benefit your life? You know, is there going to be, like, for instance, are you going to be getting a new wardrobe or are you going to be walking down the beach really comfortable in the summer? You know, that kind of way. Yeah, and can that be challenging from your own point of view? Because I know you deal with a lot of clients, again, both in person and online, and they all have different expectations. I know there may be crossover there, but different lifestyles, different ages, different genders, there's all sorts of uh, variations between people. Do you find it difficult to get your own mind around that when you're organising all this? Uh, Sometimes, yeah. I suppose, like, you have to see where the person's coming from and where they want to go. And that's a conversation that we have at the start. We usually get on the phone and have an understanding of, you know, what their life is like at the moment and what essentially they're looking to get out of kind of coaching and stuff. So it can be different for a lot of people, but I really focus on just helping people build the body they're proud of, improving their energy and then improving their confidence.
Yeah, and that means a lot. And I know people get more than just the abs or the muscles out of that, don't they? Yeah, there, there's so much more to it than that. You know, if you're if you're just doing it for that kind of aesthetic purpose alone, you know, you're not really doing it for the right reasons. You have to be doing it for internally, kind of you know your own mental health, your own physical health. You know, you want to be able to run after your kids around the playground. You want to be able to go for a run, or you want to be able to do a gym session yourself. You know, kind of. So you have to look after your overall fitness and uh, mental health. So when people jump on board with you. There's two options, I presume, the online avenue and the in-person avenue. Mm. Um, the, the COVID uh, disaster of the two, three-year period was negative on so many levels, but was it almost a blessing in disguise for you in finding people that you may not have found before? Yeah, absolutely. I suppose when you're doing in-person, uh, you're very limited to, obviously, the time in the week. You know, you can't do much more than 40, 50, 60 hours without kind of getting kind of burn out yourself so what with online you actually can broaden your horizons a little bit and work with a lot more people and essentially you know help a lot more people achieve their goals and stuff so with COVID everything the gym's closed and obviously I brought all my clients online but since then I've actually fully gone online and I've been able to kind of skyrocket the amount of people that I work with on a day-to-day basis and yeah it works very well. Um, how different is it from the online course to the in-person courses? Mm. Does it vary in what someone can gain from it? Yeah, they're very different at the end of the day. And I find like with online, you actually get much better results because... Um, when you're going to like a trainer and just for me doing years on the gym floor like you can give a really good training session for like 45 minutes to an hour but then you don't really talk to the person until the next time they come in so with online it's actually completely different they go off and do their own workouts but then during the week you're giving them full support full accountability you're holding them to like a really high personal standard you're making sure that their nutrition is in line and then you know you're just there for them, but you're in their back pocket, like giving them the support. If they need to reach out to you, if they need to ask you any questions, you can. But also, I'm checking in on them. I'm reaching out to them, making sure that everything is kind of keeping on top. And like I said, holding to that higher personal standard so they can kind of remain consistent. Yeah, and that's beneficial in the sense that uh, people, when they go out on their own, I mean, the, the, the fitness instructor can't hold your hand forever. So I suppose with that level of distance, mm. uh, communication when required, but that individuality as well that I'm sure comes from it, it means that when they do have to stand up on their own two feet, they're capable and they, they won't flop at the first hurdle. Absolutely. That's why when people are asking me, you know, I, I, I wouldn't be keen on doing the online training that's the kind of some one thing that I do say to him is that you don't you can't always have someone there to hold your hand to do the workouts you know, kind of way. so when you actually come in and you learn and you lean into kind of that difficult stuff you kind of come out of your comfort zone and then that's how you improve your confidence because you're showing up for yourself every day getting your training done prepping your nutrition and getting the results on the back end of it so you kind of you know you don't need anyone there to hold your hand then yeah how would you suggest or recommend to people that are considering improving their lifestyle and maybe jumping on board with yourself to to take that first step because like the key word that comes to mind instantly is mindset and that's it can be the biggest help but it also can be the biggest hindrance how how do you get over that yeah i suppose when people are embarking on like a fitness journey they kind of you know they set the bar really really high and as I always kind of refer back as if you're climbing a mountain. You can see the very top of the mountain. You're like, oh God, it's going to take ages to get up there. Whereas if you actually focus on like a smaller step or a smaller piece, you reach that goal and then you reflect on how hard it was and what you're really proud of. And then you set a new goal. So instead of like looking at six months down the line, look at like this week and what can you do this week to make yourself better? How can you improve this week? How can you improve your health? How can you improve your physical health, your mental health? And then setting mini targets, eventually you'll get 1% better every week and then you'll be looking back on on I suppose loads and loads of progress at the end of the day and then like three six months down the line you'll be a, a completely new person 
And is that the biggest failing, I suppose, of people when they do uh, decide to take the next step, that they're either insanely upbeat about it and they can see themselves as a an, the next version of David Hasselhoff and <laughs> you have to lower those expectations and maybe other people that are just darn right afraid? Yeah, for sure. Like, people have tried and failed many, many times, so that's why I suppose I have a job. If it was easy, everyone would do it. You know that kind of way? So failure is a massive part of it and people tend to set the bar way too high. So if you can just focus on getting 1% better every week, um, you know, it'll be a much more sustainable process. And sustainability is like a lot of what we do inside mm. our coaching program. Um, when someone comes in to visit you and says, Jason, I'm really interested in this, I want to take part, what do you want from them? What, what Take the fitness side of it out for a moment because that's obviously what they're there to work on. But as people, what, what do you want from them? What kind of an attitude do you expect? Yeah, I suppose you're going to have to put the work in at the end of the day. When people are coming to me, it's really important that we're both a good fit. I try not to just take everyone on. I try to take on people that I'm going to have like a good relationship with so that we can kind of communicate on a day-to-day basis so that we can kind of put a good plan together. So when anyone's coming to me, we'll have a good chat beforehand. We'll get them an action plan to follow. And what's really good about that, Liam, is that it's not just some cookie-cutter plan. You get your plan to follow. And then, you know, you can do your training sessions whether you're training at home. We can get your nutrition plan and everything is tailored to you. And then what we do then is just give them loads and loads of education so that not only are they learning now, but for the rest of their life, they're going to be improving their skill sets that they can actually give off to their family members, to their kids. And then at the end of the day, why people get loads and loads of results here is the support and accountability so instead of them going through the week and kind of guessing if they're going to get results I'm there on the back end holding them to that high personal standard I'm there reaching out to them making sure that they're putting the work in and then what we do is a lot of self-reflection to make sure that like you know people sometimes tend to focus on the negative so when you actually do self-reflection like you do in here you can actually become a lot proud of yourself and you can see how far you're kind of improving on a day-to-day and a week-to-week basis yeah and you take pride in getting to know your clients and uh, mm. getting familiar with their goals and their, their, their mindset, not to go all psychotherapist on it, but their mindset and what makes them tick and why they're doing it. Yeah, absolutely. Like I said at the start, they have to know why they're doing it. So instead of just saying, oh, I want to drop two stone, they have to have a really good reason. And that's the one that's going to kind of get your bum off the couch when the weather's cold or when the fire is on. You know, kind of when you can actually realize why I'm actually doing this and how it's going to benefit you and how people around you are going to benefit from it, from it as well. Well, that's the one that's going to give you the, the kick up the backside. Yeah. Now, dear listener, there is a uh, bowl of chocolates <laughs> and biscuits behind me, so I'm with you when I say I am totally the wrong person to be asking these <laughs> questions, and I probably should have put them under the desk before Jason came <laughs> in. I feel so guilty. Uh, but on that point then, nutrition and diet, mindset and nutrition and diet come hand in hand. Yeah. How do we stop bowls like that appearing beside you, in front of you, behind you, and maybe things that are a bit more beneficial in your diet how do how do we climb that because it's all well and good I've said it many times I want to eat better mm. never happens yeah well that's that's the thing people think they can't have them at all yeah. and when they kind of embark on their fitness journey the cupboard gets cleaned out the, the biscuits the potatoes the sweets the alcohol go, no cold turkey when essentially you don't have to do that you can find, kind of follow like an 80-20 principle where you know focus on your, your healthy foods mm. like your, your lean proteins your good carbohydrates and fats and vegetables but also like if you're looking to just give up chocolate or give up sweets it's not going to it's not going to help you down the road and then at the sight of like a bowl of sweets you're going to go mental you know that kind of way so you're better off just to have a more sustainable approach include something like that daily or weekly if you like it and you're going to have like you know you're going to tick the boxes as the weeks go on is there does it depend on a person or their own build or is there a 
a once a week rule or once every month rule as to when you should indulge in the foods that like we can all check the packaging and check the the, the levels on um, you know fattening ingredients and sugars but mm. there is certain foods we know this is not good for me so is there kind of a, an unsaid rule as to how many times you, you should indulge? Just everything in moderation I yeah. suppose like, I'm, like you always see The Rock on Instagram there he has his big cheat day and I don't, I don't essentially like the word cheat day because I want people to have the freedom to include what they want when they want but also just focus on like the healthier options when they can yeah is is there a secret to defeat it is there is that more minds is that more psychotherapy than fitness or is there an actual common consensus as to why people maybe keep going back to foods that are hindering their training as a result yeah like i suppose that all or not in mindset that mm. people have and uh, i suppose when they're looking at it it does uh, it does take its toll on you like if you're completely kind of failing the whole time and you're like, oh, I've tried before, I failed, so I'll just give up now, that kind of way. Mm. So we really just try to get people to include what they like. You know, maybe just say if your calorie target is like 2,000, well, then maybe like 400 calories of those can be from your, your sweets and stuff. But the rest of it has to be like, you know, nice and healthy. Yeah. So, Jason, we're all in the one boat, I feel, both in the, the listenership sense and the presenter sitting in front of you. And I wish maybe my front part of my body was a little bit further <laughs> away than it is from the desk. Um, so taking that first step, what should we all do? I think just getting a really good action plan to follow is really important. So don't set the bar too high. Um, look at like this week, what can you do to improve yourself? How can you get 1% better? Is that getting a couple of walks in this week? Is mm. that prepping your nutrition? Is that actually just having a goal for the week to kind of get your bum off the couch? Like I said, maybe get two or three gym sessions in. And once you actually have a plan, and I feel if you write them down, you're more inclined to stick to them because if you're just in your head, well then the whole week will go by without even getting anything done. So what I get people to do is, I told you uh, earlier, is that we do a lot of self-reflection but we also do a lot of like high performance planning and that's why people can kind of get really good mm. results. So at the start of the week, they say what are their top three targets for the week and then what times and days they're training and then what they're actually looking to do for fun. Because I find people lock themselves away when they're trying to get results. So number one thing I'll ask people to do is what are you actually doing for fun this week? So that you can include it into your lifestyle. If you're going out for drinks with your friends or if you're going out for a meal with your boyfriend or girlfriend, include that in. And then how can you work the rest of your week around that so that you can continue to make progress? And all about finding those fun activities but it doesn't necessarily have to be sport or a team ethos or a team uh, dynamic I know we touched on at the top that you were a, a big hurling and soccer man incidentally that game is 4-3 Ashburn leading so oh, it feels like I'm the bearer of bad news every time <laughs> I read those scores um, but we'll see there's still time left Jason but like I know Evergreen is close to your heart you touched on O'Loughlin Gales but there are people that say that's just not for me I, I don't mm. want to go there that doesn't mean this can't work for you no, absolutely. And that's the thing. If you never played sports or you never were really into kind of uh, team sports or fitness, it's it's never too late. And what I find is like, stick to what you like. So if you like walking, stick to walking. If you like running, stick to running. If you love going to the gym, brilliant. You know, do what you like. And then at the end of the day, it all comes down to your nutrition. So I suppose the simple science, if you are looking to lose weight or drop body fat, it comes down to like your calories in versus your calories that you're expending. So as long as you can kind of eat a certain amount of food, that's going to give you loads of energy for your performance and for your activity, but help you get results on the back end, well then that's going to be more of a sustainable approach for you. And don't be afraid to fail. 
don't be afraid to fail. No, I wouldn't be here today if I've never felt or failed. So um, that is a really good point to finish on, yeah. Yeah, so Jason, it's been great to have you in studio. For anyone who wants to maybe discover your own work a little bit further and check out what you're doing, where can they find you on social media? Yeah, people can find me on Instagram, Jason Kwan, online coach. Um, just type that in or just type in Jason Kwan, I'm sure I'll pop up. And if anyone ever has any questions or anything at all, the doors always open in the, in the DMs. Yeah, and you're always open to a chat as well. And Absolutely. if someone doesn't want to take the leap of faith straight away, you'll be patient. Yeah, like anyone that follows me online, I'm always open to have a chat with them. I, I'm chatting to a lot of people in yeah. the in the messages. Now, we don't essentially have to work together. I'm more than happy to give people an idea of where they can go. And then if they do feel like getting that extra support and accountability, well, I said the door is always open. Jason Kwan, fitness coach, thanks very much for, for dropping by. Really do appreciate it. Thanks a million, Liam.